0: Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflection. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make our cars get better gas mileage. Hmm, that's important. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. Hey, here's something to really understand. Here's what narcissism is. Media outlets reporting about media outlets talking about media outlets. That's narcissism. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because it's better than the cell they wanted to put me in. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon, and I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Where do we go and what do we do for refreshment? Stuff like that. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question... Maybe you've got a praise report. The Lord's been working something in your life, and you can see it coming together, and you just want to acknowledge it. Maybe you have a prayer request where you want other people to join your faith. We'll pull it together. We'll petition together and seek the Lord and lay it before his throne. Maybe you've got a serious question about exactly how people get double amounts of chocolate and double brownies, because I don't quite understand double chocolate brownies so maybe you have any of that going on maybe you just want to share maybe you just want to say hi all of that's good this is a place for fellowship it's not a church it's a fellowship but you're welcome to participate at any level all in or just a little bit in hey if you want to reach out to us you call 972-445-0770 that's nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Now let me tell you this when you call 972-4450770, you will be talking to Mighty Gabriel. Let me explain to you what that's like. That's like paying your bills. And at the end of it, you have a little more left over than usual. Oh, my. And then you will fly. Oh, yeah, I love this. That's just really good. It's hot. I like it. All right. Anyway, you can text us during the show. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three. You can also email us during the show, David at he must increase dot org. So people have been doing that more and more, and you're welcome to do that. It's a nice way for people to do it. If you don't want your name to be, you know, mentioned or anything, you just say, Hey, here's the answer. Don't mention my name. That's fine. No problem. You just Email david at increase.org. All of this is live, as live as we can be, uh, during the show. And I'm going to send you up to the website, and there's a couple things I do need to tell you about the website. Number one, on the website, you can, as I mentioned yesterday, download the brochures into your phone if you want to. And I never, I've never, i never mentioned this before because I'm not that bright, but you can also print any of the brochures that are on site, on the site, anytime you want. It's up to you. You can do whatever you want. That's kind of cool stuff. And now I'm going to tell you the part I don't want to tell you. Hey, we need some money. The giving in the last couple of weeks has been a little lower than we prefer. So we need a little bit of help to pick it back up because it's important for me to have gas to come down to the station I'm just telling you that's the reality. Uh, If you're able to give, great. If you can't, don't feel guilty. Just be praying for us. Just commit some time. We ask for time, treasure, or talent, whatever, all three, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, check it out by going to hemustincrease.org.
1: Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report?
0: HeMustIncrease.org
1: Looking to give to this ministry?
0: HeMustIncrease.org
1: Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org
0: Yeah. All right, that's a submarine, and I just want to make sure everybody knows what that sound is. We are going to add uh, one thing that I forgot to mention to Gabriel, because I forgot. You know, I forgot. And so far, by the way, Gabriel, flawless. Flawless. Perfect. 100 percento. I can't give you 101 percent because there's really no such thing. But, you know, people try to say that uh, we this is the also the day for Read and Ramble and the expository. So would you give you a chance to look up for uh, Read and Ramble? We'll get to that in about a minute. Uh, but I do want to mention this and I do want to pray for the audience. There's something that I have noticed in uh, the Christian Interaction that takes place on certain social medias, and I just want to say this to you. Uh, I, I was going to pray about it, but maybe I'll just say it uh, for believers out there who are in social media, and then you you are involved in that, and then somebody says something, and it's like, oh my, I can't believe they wrote that, said that, that, about whatever. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is not easily offended. So if it's very offensive for you to read some of the things that are on social media, here is a brilliant idea for the rest of your life. Stay off of social media. Okay, (laughs) see, Because there's always going to be offensive things. It's always going to happen that way. And of late, sometimes it seems like Christians, uh, the thickness of their skin is a little thinner than it needs to be. So let's just be aware that. Don't be easily offended. Love is not easily offended. He's not easily offended. Love puts up with a lot. Just think of your family and how much you've put up with people. And you know that you do it because you love them. Otherwise, you would uh, not put up with it. All right, so now we're going to go into our read and ramble. Well, I'm remin', 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 rammin', remin', That's right, just leaving that blin right out there. <laughs> <laughs> to think of it that way. All right. For those that do not know, we are in 1 John chapter 3. We're actually in the last part of the verse and then getting ready to go into chapter 4, which chapter 4 is like, wow, loaded. But let's just make sure we stay on track with where we're at. We're in this portion in 1 John chapter 3 at the very end where it says, whoever keeps his commandments remains in God and God in him. And I didn't get to really talk about this uh, last week, so I wanted to. It says this, and by this we know that, we, that he remains in us. Okay, now watch watch what John is saying, okay? And by this we know that he remains in us. So, oh, good, I want to know that God's in me. I want to know that he remains in me. I want to know that he's walking with me. How do I know that? By the Spirit he has given us. And you're thinking, wait, wait, what? By the Holy Spirit inside you, when you said yes to Jesus... When you said yes, and for those people that are legalistic saying you have to say receive and not accept, and then there's other people who say, well, it never says receive. The word receive is used over 100 times in the New Testament, so let's lose that. And accept and receive are right at the same thing. It's like golf and I mean, come on. So the idea behind this is that you receive, accept, acknowledge, surrender, yield to the Lord Jesus Christ. You do that by faith. The grace is poured out into you, and the Holy Spirit takes up residency inside of you. The Holy Spirit inside of you gives you witness that you are a child of the Most High God, so let's understand that and maybe all of its uh, fullness. We can know by many proofs that we are the children of God. We if we we need to have a genuine love for God, and we need to grow and develop. A genuine love for the things of God. We love the family of God, but you still got to grow in that love just like you're growing in your love for the Lord. You have an active faith. Now, what that means is that your faith is not dormant. It means that you didn't say yes 30 years ago, and then you never did anything with it. That's not an active faith. That's hardly faith at all. I'm not even sure that's faith. Faith is alive. Faith is active. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, or his only begotten son, that whosoever should believeth, or in the NIV, believes. It's the continual action of believing. You don't stop believing ever. And by that, your active faith, you know you're a child of the most high God. But in this passage, John makes reference to the Holy Spirit. He goes, look, this is the deposit. This is what Paul said in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. The Holy Spirit is our deposit for things to come. You know how you can't get away with things the way that other people get away with things? And it's much more than just your conscience because you can wipe your conscience out just by drinking. But the whole inside of you goes, this is wrong. You can't do this. And your whole system goes, alert, 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 alert. That's the Holy Spirit going, yeah, you're not doing that. Yeah, you can't keep doing this. Yeah, this is bad for you. That evidence... Wait, I'll give you other evidence. Whether you're exhibiting or growing in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Not that you're doing these things perfectly, but that you're beginning and you're growing and you're developing. These are all witnesses of the Holy Spirit. You can't love your neighbor without the Holy Spirit. You can't love your enemy without the Holy Spirit. All of those things are proof of the deposit that God—listen to this— Is with you, in you, a part of you, connected to you, and will never abandon you. And we can know he remains in us. He stays in us. He lives in us by a number of proofs, not the least of which is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, either guiding us, wait, wait, or chiding us. (laughs) Either way, it's still a proof that the Lord is with us. Get that? Oh, that's just so cool. John was such a great guy. I mean, I just can't wait to get to heaven and sit down and talk with him. How would you do this? How would you do this? What would you think about this? Anyway, all right, so we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Hello! Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org, that's hemustincrease.org, click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, So you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience?
0: Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, Like that? that That's a good line. (laughs) Bam, bam. All right, uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. Ouch, <laughs> the ouch. but this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is, and this is just too, f- and if you guys get offended at this, I, you know, take a, take a week off the show. <laughs> uh, it seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures and I couldn't stop talking. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like
0: any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAF. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Getting ready to offer up our first trivia question Who falsely accused her Hebrew servant of trying to seduce her? Ooh who falsely accused her Hebrew servant of trying to seduce her. Wow, got to be thinking in the book of Genesis for that one. If you think you know, you can reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then additionally, you can send an email, david at org. That's david at org. In the meantime, we will do our DNA, which is a part of what we are, who we are, and what we do, and how we function every day. And we'll start with the D, then I'll do the N, and then we'll do the A together. So Gabriel and I will do the D together and the A together. Here's the D. Draw closer to the Lord push the button daily. daily there it is he had it going he just the button didn't go <laughs> we give him credit because he was right there going daily 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 here's the bottom line the bottom line is we need to spend time with the lord it doesn't have to be a set a set amount of time some people like doing that and there's nothing wrong with that as long as it doesn't become a legalism Okay, as long as it doesn't become something that is like what's the word I'm looking for, like a new rule. Or a new, but just spend time with the Lord. Okay, like when Noelle and I are together, and I'm I'm trying to use this as a regular relationship. There are some days we spend a lot more time together. Some days we spend less time together. When she's doing the you know the big uh, shift that she has to do, where she's counting inventory, we spend less time together, and I am blessed for it because she's not a happy camper. But when she's done and we have other things so we spend more time. Get that? All right. So that's what you spend time with the Lord and never, ever be ashamed of Jesus or his words. I'm telling you now. OK, part of the DNA, this is that was the deed that said draw closer to the Lord daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Never let the world try and tell you what Jesus said. Never let the world try and you know box you in or trap you or whatever. Don't pay any attention to that. Follow The Lord, listen to what Jesus had to say, never be ashamed of what he had to say. And then A, always be ready to serve, serve, which means that you are, of course, aware that the Lord wants to use you and he does want to use you. And then you're also aware that there's other people that you can be a blessing to, a vehicle to. You can be praying for them, talking to them, encouraging them. There might be 10 different things the Lord has in mind. But you'd never know if we are so focused on ourselves that we can't think about anybody else. That, my friends, that is the DNA. Okay? All right. We'll repeat on the trivia question real quickly. And it is, who falsely accused her Hebrew servant— of trying to seduce her. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. We're now moving into First John. Chapter four, and as you would think, here comes John pulling out the double barrels, getting ready to share what he's going to share. He's been very nice talking about people, making sure that people are connected to one another in faith, making sure that we're good at confessing and sharing and praying and blessing one another. But now he has something else to say. First John, chapter four, verse one, beloved. Now, now, beloved, is a is an, an endure an endearing and a term of endurement, endearment, whatever the word is. Okay, that that thing. Okay, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. This is something that's important to do. Okay, You can't believe every spirit. You can't believe every person. You can't believe every politician. You can never believe every person of fame. You can't believe any or most any media. You can't believe people who just make claims to be ministers or even make claims to be Christians. And why can't you believe them? Because Romans chapter 3, verse 4 says, Let God be true, but every man a liar. And if you're going to tell me, I've never lied in my life, you're lying. It's like you're there, right there. You're guilty. Even if you thought that lie, guess what? God saw it. Guilty. And so the understanding is not to be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not to be surgically mean, but to be aware, to be in tune, to be connected. Just because something is said doesn't mean it's so from the person. doesn't mean they really believe it. People half quote scripture all the time. Some people quote Jesus and wouldn't know Jesus from a brown paper bag. It's like, come on. So you've got to be aware of that. You've got to walk in that understanding. You have to understand Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, where Jesus said, Don't cast your pearls before swine or before dogs. That's what he said. You can't take it away. And so John says, Test, test the spirit. And he doesn't even stop, he's not even going to stop there. It's like, well, how do you know? First of all, after four minutes of conversation. Whether it's a major issue or a minor issue, after about four minutes, you can pretty much figure out where almost anybody is. You can figure out if a person is legit or a person is like the quit, you know, like forget it, it ain't going to happen. And yes, that's a MC Hammer reference. And just remember, you got to pray just to make it today. But the bottom line is people can disagree on various applications of scripture. That's different than liars always be lying. That's different than people trying to use scripture for strictly gain purposes, abusing scripture, taking bits and pieces and portions, trying to show themselves spiritual. You know who did that? Satan did that. (laughs) Satan did it when he was tempting Jesus. He was like, yeah, well, uh, you know, the Bible says this. And Jesus goes, yeah, but the Bible also says this. It's like the other scriptures bring the prior scriptures into balance, but not if you're Satan. He wants to use scriptures abusively. He wants to use scriptures in a way that, that can hurt people. It's like nah, you gotta be aware of that. So John goes, You gotta test. Test, 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 test. And then he says this next thing. He says, For many false prophets are gone out into the world. How many? Many. Well, how many is that? That's many as in many, not little amount, a large amount verse 2, he says, by this you'll know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. If they really believe in the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again, they'll acknowledge that. That's the Holy Spirit in that person acknowledging that to you. You can tell that, and you can also tell when they don't believe. Oh, yeah, Jesus, he was a great moral teacher. Well, that moral teacher taught he was God. And he said that he also taught he was the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. So you're going to just go through Jesus, right? Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> so you see how that. See how that works? And I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm trying to just say, hey, it's our job to be responsible to know. It's, it's our responsibility. And so the idea, the idea behind this that other people can make some kind of proclamation. I mean, you, you know you see it all the time. I mean, and I've mentioned this before in another sermon or another teaching I did on this, but it's a sermon that I taught a long time ago. So I'm sitting there watching uh, MSLSD, and uh, there's this prince. Yes, I watched it, and there's this Princeton theologian that's on, and I remember this distinctly. I remember the moment. I'm like, "Oh man, a theologian from Princeton! This has got to be great." Guy gets on the air, and he goes, "Well, Jesus never said he was the Messiah." I said, "This guy's a buffoon! You gotta be kidding me!" Not only did he say it, he he emphasized it. He made about nine declarations that you could not deny it. I am he, Jesus said. It's like, wait, wait. Doesn't matter if they got a title. Doesn't matter if they've got a a position. Doesn't matter if they've got prestige. It matters what's really there. You want to know if people are really legit or not? I got a great idea. Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. Read it, know it, learn it, and then you'll know what the truth is, and then when somebody comes up with a half-truth or something that's not accurate, you'll go, well, that's not exactly what that says, and you'll be able to do that. God has given us the equipment we need to stand firm. The Holy Spirit exists in us. We have the living word at our side. We have the ability to pray and ask for discernment. That's how we should be handling these things, okay? Okay. And you think, but 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 that might mean that a lot of people come up short. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Anyhow, let me go back to the to, back to the trivia question: Who falsely accused her Hebrew servant of trying to seduce her? I will use Ginny's because, well, I don't know if it was Ginny or if it was uh, who said it first, but Mrs. Potiphar. That's a good line. Whoever wrote that line, that's a good line. It was Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife made the accusation, and that was not very nice, made that against Joe Joseph. She was not a nice person, and she lied. Her story is, by the way, conflicted when she told two different stories. Amazing, right? You find that, you just look at that, you go, wow, not cool. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. is the david spoon experience ladies and gentlemen it's been my privilege in my past i've been a christian for a short time only about 40 years but when i was in my first year i had a chance to meet james Robison, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself uh very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a christian cult and uh he prayed for clarity and uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in phoenix arizona and uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet, and I just want to give a wholehearty welcome and open door and open heart to James Robeson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience.
2: Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that together was uh, meaningful to you at a, a very important and point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes?
0: Yes, please, by all means.
2: When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need. This is in Washington. There were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me, we have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house, and I believe that. I said that to the President of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ, the body of born-again, baptized-into-Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect Heavenly Father who reveals His will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me, and I'll heal your land. Now, listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king the King of kings, the Lord of lords, that's Jesus. He holds kings in his hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will.